1: One of the earliest heresies that the church had to address was a notion that Jesus Christ wasn't really human, that he was a spirit, and he just looked like a human. And, and so if that was the case, then when he went to the cross, he actually didn't die, he just looked like he died.
0: That's Pastor Leighton Sheely, pastor of Church of the Highlands in San Bruno, and this is Study Verse by Verse, and he's continuing his series on the doctrines of the church, talking today about some of the early heresies in the church. We're deep into this series, and if you've missed previous broadcasts, you can find them on the web at studyversebyverse.com. The church is on the web at highlands.us, and we begin today with a bit of a review.
1: Like to invite you to turn in your Bibles to 1st Thessalonians chapter 4. 1st Thessalonians chapter 4. And uh, this is another of the sermons in our doctrine series. Doctrine is the teaching that's been passed from generation to generation since the time of the apostles. The word doctrine means teaching. Doctrine and systematic theology are related because systematic theology involves collecting passages in the Bible that are relevant to a topic and then summarizing what the Bible teaches about that topic uh, in words. One of the reasons that religious fads are so popular and growing in popularity in America is that many Americans, many American Christians don't know their Bible, they don't know their doctrine, they can't distinguish between primary and secondary or even fads. And uh, I was told many years ago on Lifeline, the uh, radio program on KFAX, uh, that the San Francisco Bay Area is home to two-thirds of our nation's cults. So we're in an area where there's a lot of religious fads that gain popularity. The cardinal core or essential doctrines are the doctrines that have defined Christianity for the last 2,000 years. But there's also some secondary doctrines as well that uh, people, uh, leaders, and and Bible scholars differ over. That's true today. It's been true throughout history. And in the weeks to come, we want to consider some of those uh, to find out where our church stands and why we stand there. But uh, we wanted to set this firm foundation of the core essential doctrines of our Christian faith uh, so we have a firm foundation. We want to know what we believe, and we want to know why we believe what we believe. So, how do we identify these doctrines? Well, there's various ways of doing it. What we decided to do was to go back to the early creeds of the church because these creeds were created before the distinctives of the Reformation and before the East-West Schism in 1054 and they give us an insight into what the early Christian believers believed and taught. Some of the most brilliant scholars, Bible scholars in history, uh, gathered together at those first great church councils, to uh, look at what the Scripture says about various topics and to summarize what the Bible teaches in statements of faith called creeds. One of the most ancient creeds is the Apostles' Creed, and it reads, I believe in God, the Father Almighty, the Creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived of the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell or to the dead. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty, from whence he shall come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic, meaning universal church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the flesh, and life everlasting. Amen. It contains 14 doctrines that are essential to Christianity, and they are God's unity, God's triunity or the Trinity, human depravity or human corruption, Christ's virgin birth, sinlessness, deity and humanity, the necessity of God's grace and the necessity of faith, Christ's atoning death, bodily resurrection, bodily ascension, intercession and second coming. The Apostles' Creed is called the Apostles' Creed not because the Apostles wrote it, but because it summarizes what the Apostles taught. The word creed means belief, and in the early days of the church, it was called the belief in the second century when it appeared almost identical to what we have now. It was called the rule of faith. And uh, it was used as a syllabus for teaching Christianity to Gentile or non-Jewish inquirers. You see back in the early days of the church, uh, the, some of the first converts were were, were Jews. And, and they had a background and a knowledge because they knew the, the Word of God. They, knew they, had, they had God's Word. They knew God. They knew why this world is in the condition that it's in because of the decision of Adam and Eve in the garden. And, and they knew that God had promised to send a Savior, a Messiah. And so for those folks, all it needed was a a connection. They needed to connect knowing that Jesus Christ was that Messiah, that Savior that God had promised. And then everything else became understandable and they could make that connection that quickly and that easily. Now that was not true for the Gentiles who were inquiring about Christianity as the church continued to spread across the empire and beyond it. Because those Gentiles didn't have God's Word. They didn't know God. They didn't know why this world is in the condition of sin. They'd never heard about God sending a Savior. Uh, and not only did they not know the truth, their minds were filled with all kinds of untruth. Because they, they'd been raised in a pagan, heathen society and they'd been uh, indoctrinated with the Greek and Roman gods and They had all kinds of things that they had to get out of the way so that they could learn the truth so they could know what what, uh, Christianity was really all about. And so this was the syllabus that was used by the early church. Almost every church uh, of any size had a class that they would teach to non-Jewish people who were inquiring about the Christian faith. And this was the syllabus they used. Do you know how long the class took? Three years. It took them three years to get through the class And then the graduation was on Easter Eve when they would make a profession of faith and they would be baptized. And then the next morning on Easter Sunday morning, on resurrection morning, uh, then they would partake of their first Eucharist, their first communion. Now, you know, today we're we're facing a similar situation because nine out of ten people in America have come through the public schools. And in, in the 1960s, the Bible and prayer was taken out of the public schools. And a lot of our people have been raised in schools where the only uh, knowledge they have of God is in, in use as a swear word. They don't know about the Bible. They don't know about why things are the way they are. And so it's also a tool for us as Christians in our society today to be able to communicate the entire gospel to these people so that they understand how really huge... This is what God is doing, and that they have been invited to be a part of something that is absolutely amazing, that spans the continents and that spans the centuries, which then helps people get beyond the, it's all about me thing, and instead, it's all about Christ, it's all about God. So it's important. Now, uh, when we say the creed in worship, we say it in unison together, but the words are not, uh, we believe, but I believe. And so it's an individual expression of faith. Now, we we didn't we had two weeks to, to invest on, on the Holy Spirit in the church, and that is not nearly enough time. Not nearly enough time. And so we put up some additional resources on Highlands.us. And then also, uh, if you've missed one or more of the sermons of this series, they're also available on Highlands.us. I wanted to let you know that. Now, um, there is a phrase here, that I'd like to clarify, if I can, and that's the phrase, he descended into hell, or he descended to the dead. And this phrase is somewhat controversial, and that's true even within a given church tradition. And I'd like to give some examples from churches whose traditions span multiple centuries, uh, because I think it's going to be helpful in understanding why this Uh, this this sentence is controversial. Um, The Roman Catholic version of the Creed dates from antiquity. It's from before Chaucer and Shakespeare. And it uses the phrase, he descended into hell. But the Catechism of the Catholic Church that was written and produced in 1992 reads, he descended to the dead. Um, The Anglican Church in its Book of Common Prayer that was written in 1662, uses the phrase, he descended into hell. But then its Book of Common Worship, which was produced just a few years ago in 2000 AD, uses the phrase, he descended to the dead. The Lutheran Service Book uses the phrase, he descended to the dead, but footnotes it as an alternative reading, he descended into hell. So some of these churches whose church traditions span many centuries uh, have, a, have multiple ways of, of saying this phrase. Now, why would that be? Well, and one of the best explanations I found was penned by Dr. J.I. Packer, brilliant scholar and educator, and this is what he wrote. He said, The English is misleading, for the word hell has changed its sense or meaning since the English form of the creed was fixed many centuries ago. Originally, the word hell meant the place of the departed, As such, corresponding to the Greek Hades and the Hebrew Sheol. And that's what is meant here, where the Creed echoes Peter's statement that Psalm 1610, Thou wilt not abandon my soul to Hades, was a prophecy fulfilled when Jesus rose from the grave. But since the 17th century, the word hell has been used to signify the state of the final retribution for the godless for which the New Testament name or word is Gehenna. And so what the Creed means is that Jesus entered not Gehenna, but Hades, the place of the dead, that he really died, that it was a genuine death, and it was from that genuine death that he arose. And it's repeated not once, but multiple times in the Creed. Now, why is that so important? Well, one of the earliest heresies that the church had to address was a notion that Jesus Christ wasn't really human, that he was a spirit, and he just looked like a human. And, and so if that was the case, then when he went to the cross, he actually didn't die. He just looked like he died. And uh, this was a, a heresy that is so early that even the apostle John addressed this heresy in his writings of the gospel and his epistles, the letters, uh, and those were all concluded by 95 A.D. This is one of the earliest heresies of the church. And so uh, this creed again and again says, no, he really, really died. And then he rose from that death.
0: Well, we'll leave it there and pick up from that point on the next edition of Study Verse by Verse with our teacher, Pastor Leighton Sheely from Church of the Highlands in San Bruno. This is a series dealing with the doctrines of the church and we'll continue talking about, or he'll continue talking about heresies on tomorrow's broadcast. The website for the church, now some of you have said that there's been a change in that website and I want to make sure everyone knows that. It's Highlands.us The old address that I've been giving for years, actually, (laughs) uh, is still good, but it'll end sometime down the road. Highlands.us That's the new website for the church. All the details about Church of the Highlands can be found right there. Join us tomorrow at this same time when we'll once again open the Word of God and study verse by verse.